This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show for you. Before we welcome our guest, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents here on the WVSA Digital Network. With us today is Krista Digidio from Limitless Physical Therapy. Krista, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me on. I've been super excited, looking forward to this opportunity. So super excited to reach some younger athletes and informed parents. Sounds great, and we're happy to have you because we have a very important subject to talk about today. That is what to do if you get injured during the season. Now, I know that there's some uh, athletes out there that think once they get injured, they're maybe done for the season, which, I mean, could be true, but there's uh, a lot of things that the athletes can be doing to get themselves uh, back on the playing field in a proper amount of time, allowing themselves to properly heal and uh you know, be able to uh, get ready and, and, and get back on the playing field as quickly, hopefully, as, as they can. So why don't we go ahead, before we dive into that subject, why don't you go ahead and just give us a brief background about you, your experiences, and your qualifications. All right. Um, well, my name is Krista Didio. I graduated from West Virginia University in 2018. I then went down and worked in Summersville, West Virginia at Mountaineer Physical Therapy before opening my own practice and moving to Martinsburg, West Virginia, where you'll find me now um, as founder of Limitless Physical Therapy. I have special certifications in manual therapy as well as vestibular and concussion therapy. So it makes me a little bit unique in the world of blending orthopedics and things like concussion. So I feel very unique to the field of younger athletes, especially who have to balance both these things. Wonderful. And you guys just uh, got into a brand new facility, which is uh, extremely exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I'm actually in the new True Performance Fitness over in Kearneysville, West Virginia. So not too far from where I actually live. Wonderful. Well, why don't we go ahead and dive right into our subject, and uh, let's talk about the situation when a player gets injured. Usually the first question is, when can I play again? Um, What are some of the dangers that an athlete can face when they're trying to come back too soon from an injury? Yeah, so um, we get this a lot as well, and obviously the biggest risk is going to be re-injury. If you don't take care of what's it what's right in front of you as soon as it comes up then you're just going to be faced with a bigger obstacle down the road you know it's kind of like not preparing for the quizzes in an exam for the quizzes in a class and then going and expecting to pass the exam when you failed each quiz leading up to it it's that's just not how it works you know um so the biggest risk is definitely re-injury and then sacrificing the rest of your season or even if you know you're doing fall and spring sports you can't do fall sport all the way through injured and expect to play full-fledged in the spring. 
Yeah, and and making sure that you listen to your professionals too. I think that's a big part of uh, of coming back from an injury. Is you know you need to listen to your body and also listen to the professionals that know about the human body and how to you know recover from an injury. Now, on the other side of the coin, some players think when they get injured that they you know that. It's over. They just lay around, don't do anything until they get cleared. Talk to us why this may not be a good approach for athletes to take. Yeah. Yeah, so if you consider yourself an athlete, um, you are at a high level of physical fitness. And literally just laying around, you're, you're wasting that high level of fitness and expertise on, on nothing. So you sit around and you, you get out of shape or you lose all of that endurance, especially soccer players. We run up and down the field how many times? And, you know, our midfielders, they're expected to be in peak cardiovascular condition. So, you know, even if you injure your ankle or your knee, you could still be doing certain things that will keep your your endurance up so that when you can rehab and get back to the sport, you're not just completely out of it. You can still keep up with everyone. Yeah, I've seen a lot of athletes that either have a lower extremity injury and, you know, they're in the weight room working out their upper body, working on their core and other things that they can do without uh, damaging uh, or, you know, or stunting the progress that they're making on the recovery of their injury. Right, which just goes right back to what you were saying about, you know, listening to your healthcare professionals. You should be working with a physical therapist or an athletic trainer who does know the body who can give you good things to work on while you are rehabbing. You know, you don't want to just avoid everything. You know, movement truly is that medicine that's going to help any type of those injuries. Why don't we give some practical advice uh, to our athletes on some specific soccer uh, common injuries that they may experience Mm -hmm. during the season? Now, we understand and we want to make sure our audience knows that every athlete is different. Every (laughs) injury is different. You know, consult your healthcare professional before doing any sort of of, of. a recovery process or whatever. And this information is not designed for specific people. It's not designed. This is just a general roundabout idea on maybe some things that uh, you can do. First, first thing out is give us your general thoughts on recovering from an ankle sprain, which is a very, very common uh, injury, especially during the preseason. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, this is one of the most common things, and the most commonly sprained ligament is, is in your ankle, in the entire body. So it's not even just soccer players, but any of those multi-seasoned athletes who are getting injured, it's usually an ankle. So um, generally, if you have any ankle sprain, one of the biggest things is going to end up being you know, balance, um, your ability to plant and pivot and those types of things. And so if you've had one ankle sprain and it's your first one, you're usually going to get a little bit better faster than someone who's had 17, you know, so definitely wanting to take, take those necessary precautions and follow up with your providers and working on what we call proprioception. (laughs) That's a big word, but it, it generally just means knowing where your foot is without looking at where your foot is. So being able to maintain those uh, foot skills and being able to navigate, you know, a field that may not be perfectly level is going to be 
critical in returning to play after those ankle sprains. So um, it could be, you know, a grade one ankle sprain, you could get better in a week, you know, but it could take a little bit longer than that. But again, that just goes to show that the difference between certain athletes as they, as they recover. Absolutely. And especially if you've got an athlete who's been pre-planning, I guess, or proactive in strengthening their body through, you know, a strength and conditioning program, uh, you know, maybe able to bounce back a little bit faster than someone who hasn't been doing that type of strength and conditioning program. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the people who take care of their bodies and, and want it to last, like you're saying, you know, they're going to be the ones that recover faster especially because they're putting that time in off the field and they're not, you know, generally sitting on the couch, just letting everything, um, <laughs> let everything get back to square one before they even started all that training. Why don't we talk a little bit about another common injury, a hamstring injury. I've you know, you see him uh, professional, you'll see a guy sprinting down the field and then all of a sudden he comes up limping and, you know, grabs for the back of his, you know, back of his leg for that hamstring. Uh, talk to us about some thoughts on recovering from something like that. Yeah. A, a bad hamstring injury can, can take a long time to heal. And so definitely if you're feeling like you're struggling with those things, you have to communicate that with your coach. You know, you can't just let something minor go and go and go until it turns into something that does take several weeks or months to get better from when generally you can strengthen those muscles or stretch and really prevent it all from happening to begin with. And, you know, an out, what does they say? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Right. And that's definitely true for hamstring injuries. Um, you can work really diligently to get better, but prevention, like we were going back to earlier, it makes all the difference with that. I, you know, you, you bring up something as you were talking there, it brought up something a little bit too, that I wanted to kind of touch base a, a little bit and get your thoughts on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, I, I've heard, I've had this said to me a number of times and it's always stuck with me because I always felt it was true, and I passed it along to my children. There's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Um, right. You know, there's a different There's a different feeling. There's a different um, um, maybe attitude to have when, you know, because, I mean, sports is hard. Sports is right. hard, uh, especially <laughs> if you're a college athlete. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's, I have, you know, I had two college athletes and, and it's just, it's, it's almost like having a full-time job. So on top of having to go to school. So, right. you know, can you talk to us a little bit about that, about being hurt and, and, and compared to being injured? Cause I mean, you're going to feel some knocks and, and some wear and tear <laughs> and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking from personal experience, I was a college athlete when I was at West Virginia university. So I definitely know the difference between the two. And most seasoned athletes will, unfortunately, with the experience that they get. Um, But yes, absolutely. Being injured, um, I like to try to explain to people as you physically cannot do what your coach is asking you to do, whether you try or not try. You know, you physically aren't going to be able to do it because of your body shutting down in a certain area, whether that's, you know, a tear, a sprain, a, a literal fracture you know an injury is is compromised to the point where you're not going to be able to do the task um and hurting you may be hurting and you're like you know what i can do this but it just doesn't feel right Right. it's more than the muscle burn during sprints it's more than the muscle burn during conditioning it's it's more intense 
and it, it's a lot more, it's a lot sharper than that usually. Let's go on. Let's go on to our next subject. Uh, talk to us about mm-hmm. general thoughts on recovering from a concussion. Yeah, yeah. This is one of my um, one of my passions. I love treating people post concussion, and I think there's a lot more education in the in the world about this now because of all the research that's coming out. And I just want to say this on the podcast, and I want people to know that there is no imaging you can do that's going to diagnose a concussion Mm -hmm. so just because you have a nice x-ray because you have a pretty mri does not mean that you don't have a concussion right and i want that myth debunked forever so (laughs) so please add that to the podcast when it gets published yeah but um but yeah concussions are different for everyone again and if you are if you sustain a head injury you know with headers or if you have a fall and hit your head on on the field this is very significant um it's not you don't have to lose consciousness to have a concussion you know headaches are very common fatigue loss of concentration poor sleep um dizziness a lot of things like that can can be swept under the rug oh you just hit your head well uh, that it's a lot more significant than that and that's where we go back to when can i play again um definitely want to be assessed if you think you have a concussion go see you know a Hopefully a physical therapist near you is, is good at treating these or an athletic trainer. Um, typically any of those types of providers will be able to give you some good return to play criteria. And some people will go, go through that faster than others. But if you go return to play too soon, you could can, can sustain a very, very, um, you know, it could be very actually deadly if you are con- going back too soon. And I don't want to scare anyone, but it's, um, it can be something you just don't want to mess with. That's one of those uh, injuries where being being ca- overly cautious is not a bad thing. And I know the athlete, and I know that the parent and everybody else wants to get them back in and back playing, but you've really got to take your time. You know, if you get, you know, if you get a knock on the field and, you know, the referee's like, yeah, it goes over to the coach, yeah, this player, you know, can't come back in. I, You know, you may uh, – is displaying signs of a concussion. We need to get them, you know, be out for the rest of the match. It's okay. Don't, you know, it's your one match is not going to matter in the grand scheme of things when it comes to your health, because that concussion um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, it's, it's sort of like an electrical system injury where it's just, you know, it, it it shocks the system to an extent. And if you, if you come Mm -hmm. back too quickly from that, like you said, I mean, there could be some major, major issues that lead way past playing soccer in high school or playing in college. I mean, we're talking about through your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's a, it's a metabolism injury where just there's so much energy that gets thrown into the system and it doesn't just go away. Um, There's just different manifestations of that, whether, you know, the different signs and symptoms you feel, you know, the headache, the dizziness, the poor concentration, all those things can just be chronic issues. Like you're saying, you know, long into adulthood can affect the way that you can study, learn, and then even hold down a job. So, it can definitely make a difference. And there are practical physical therapy things you can do to get better faster. And it's not go home and sleep. It's graded exposure to get back into 
all of those things we just mentioned. There's treatment that you can do. So it's not just sit around and wait for it to go away. We're on the phone with uh, Krista from Limitless Physical Therapy. As we kind of wrap up the podcast here, Krista, um, let's talk about probably a, 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 the most dreaded injury uh, a soccer player can probably get is the ACL. Talk to us about your thoughts on the recovery from an ACL injury. Yeah, so the ACL is actually the most predictable out of all four things that we've discussed today because it's pretty hands down um, the easiest to rehab as far as a protocol, what to expect and when to expect it. Um, again, though, you know, an ACL is typically a non-contact injury where you plant and pivot and um, succumb to that injury or you're having that hit from the outside, you know, another player hits your the outside of your knee. Um, these can be screened for ahead of time in the season. There's a lot of physical therapy clinics that, go out and do preseason screens for athletes and you can be looked at and say, Hey, yeah, you are at risk for this ACL injury. And there's some things you can do ahead of time for it to try and prevent. Again, we're going back to that prevention word. Um, but yeah, ACL, the timeline to come back into season is, you know, several months, if not the whole year to really feel confident in your play. And that's the key. You have to be confident. So you don't hesitate and go into a tackle where, you know, you're going to hold back halfway through and then cause a, a separate injury because you went into it differently. Yeah, that's one of those injuries where I think it's more of a more of a mind game than it is an actual physical game um, just because you're wondering. Because usually you see, you see players that get an ACL injury and then sometimes, especially if they continue playing, they get that second injury. Uh, I, <laughs> I, know, I know of a, a female player that she's had three ACL surgeries. Uh, right. you know, two on one knee and one on the other. And, uh, mm -hmm. in talking with her, it's, it's the, the mental game of, of great, you know, you know, it's happened three times. Is it going to happen a fourth time? You know, how do I overcome that? But it's a, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a crazy injury, but like you said, thankfully, uh, medicine has gotten better at it. Unfortunately, just because we've had so many and, you know, we've had to deal with them, for, for, for a ton now, uh, it seems like, I mean, every year I'm always hearing about, you know, at least 10 players that are, you know, go out of a season because of an ACL injury. So we're getting better at it uh, from a medical standpoint and also a treatment standpoint, uh, which I think is really good. Hey, Krista, yeah. be before, before we wrap up here, uh, uh, you know, we, we discovered Krista uh, on social media, so, uh, discovered her through Instagram. Where can folks find you online from your website and also your social media platforms yeah yeah so i've been very active on instagram as well as facebook and you can find me at limitless wb my clinic is limitless physical therapy i'm i'm based out of kernysville west virginia over in the eastern panhandle um again that's you can you can find me on instagram and send me a message or you can go to my website at limitlessptwv.com um, and there's plenty of information on there as well. Wonderful. She's a great follow. Uh, lots of uh, lots of great photos and and things that she's doing and information she's passing along to uh, to athletes. So good stuff, Krista. We certainly appreciate you coming on the podcast today and talking to us about our youth soccer players. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I, I love having the opportunity. I could go on each of those topics on their own separate podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
I appreciate it. Oh, well, we certainly will have you back. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.